kids. Welcome to the Capital Life Podcast. I am your host, Abby Pagood. This is where we talk about all the things that life brings. The good, the bad, and the healthy. And today's episode is prep yourself. Food prepping done right. It is the end of summer. Do not forget your tanks and teas available on the Capital Health website. That's K-A-P-I-T-O-L health.com. We have tons of adorable tanks and teas in all different colors. There are as black ones, white ones, teal ones, purple ones, gray ones, all the good Capital Health colors that we know and love, and funny, witty, amazing slogans. I'm currently wearing one of my favorite tanks right now, Fart Like a Vegan. And if you know what it's like to eat healthy, and you know what it smells like in your bathroom after you eat healthy, that is why I came up with the slogan, fart like a vegan. Just saying. Our capital partner of the month is Lashing Out with Shauna Newmeyer, McKinney, Texas. She not only does the lashes, she does the fibroblasting to tighten up that skin She and reduce those wrinkle appearances. She also does the teeth whitening and... She is starting to add stretch mark removal or reduction. I don't know exactly what the prep terminology is. I just know it reduces your stretch mark appearances, which if you've had a baby or if you fluctuated with weight, you know that is a big, that's a thing. So don't forget to go make an appointment today. Check out lashingouttx.com to make your appointment with Shauna today. Prep yourself, meal planning done right at its finest. One of the primary reasons that I actually hate food prepping is the inconsistency of life and how it doesn't really allow us to take the time to meal prep. So I'm a really busy, you know, single business, single business owner, woman business owner. I'm married. I have my Three children, but really it's two of them because the older one's kind of out of the house. And then we have two dogs. And I just get really busy, not just with work and the business and my clients, but also taking care of the kids and running back and forth. So on a Sunday, even though I have the time to do meal prepping, that is not particularly how I like to spend my time. So I've never really been, been a big fan about meal prepping. However, You also have to remember that I am a very big person on cooking from scratch and making healthy meals. So I have the opportunity in my day to be able to put meals together where a lot of people working in offices or working a nine to five job don't have that availability. So even though I'm not a really big fan of food prepping, I am made sure that I'm very good at doing it because I have seen huge benefits from my clients that do are able to do it and there are a lot of you out there that really would or want to start doing um, food prepping for all kinds of reasons and some of the really great reasons to do food prepping is it saves on your time during the week so that you're not wondering what you have to eat it's already made and done for you Um, One of the things that is really hard for people is figuring out exactly what is the right portions, what they should be eating, what's the right balance. Doing a food prepping, it kind of lays it all out for you so that you have your breakfast, your lunch, your dinners, you have your snacks, you have all of those things already prepared for you. You... The other thing that's really good is that when you're picking out, you're reducing your need to pick out food from out. When you pick up food from out, what ends up happening? 
portion sizes are much significantly larger. A lot of the food isn't cooked as clean as possible. So even, even if you ordered something clean, it's still possibly cooked in vegetable oils, which vegetable oils are not good for you. Um, you should be sticking more with an olive oil or even, you know, all, you can do olive oil, almond oil, sesame oil, all kinds of oil, sunflower oil, but or even grapeseed oil, but really when it comes down to it, when you're in a restaurant, they're going to use the cheaper, more productive, like canola oils, which is made, canola is made from corn, or you could be using just straight up vegetable oil, which is really not good for your cholesterol. So you're going to end up having some of those things in play in these restaurants, and that can be kind of discouraging, especially when it comes to making your meal selections. The other thing is, is portion control. Portion control is taken care of. And then on top of it, it also, you kind of stay on top of your budget because then when you're also not eating out, you're also paying attention to where your money is going and then you're staying on track with it. So there's a lot of really fantastic benefits from it. So what do we need to do? What's the first step? Well, first it's about creating what we want on the menu. We really need to think about what are the primary necessities of a meal? You need your protein, you need your vegetables, and sometimes, depending on what your particular needs are, you're going to need a whole grain of some sort. So really, when I like to start thinking about it, and I'm trying to stay on budget, and I'm really trying to, not only am I trying to stay lower cost, but I'm also trying to make sure I incorporate all of the different things, I kind of think, okay, well, if I'm going to make meals for five days, now, I would not really recommend making meals for seven, because when you get to that sixth, seventh day, the food's starting to go bad. So it's better to really meal prep for about four or five days. Um, and then maybe on the week, if, if you're one of those people that work during the week and then you have your weekends off, it doesn't even matter if you work through the weekend and your weekends are technically a Tuesday and a Wednesday. Those would be your meal prep days. So when I say weekend, it's your weekend whenever that is. But I would definitely highly suggest maybe more meal prepping for four or five days that you definitely find difficult where you don't have the time to make those um, meal decisions that you have to prepare for, you can at least eliminate it and select it, be, have, be more selective on when you're using it. Now, when that comes into play, it's kind of like, okay, well, if I'm making meals for four or five days and then it's two or three meals a day, that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of thought. That's a lot of thought. But really, if you break it down, it can be much simple. You need your protein, you need your grain and you need your veggies. Your proteins, I would highly suggest cooking first. I would also suggest getting two or three different proteins, okay? You need, definitely need to make sure that you're selecting, when you're selecting your protein, you're also making sure that your portions are around that, um, what you need. So if you are eating four or five ounces of meat and you have a chicken breast that's like basically eight and a half to nine ounces because let's just face it, a lot of these, you know, chickens look like they're induced with steroids, but I'm just saying by, by the clean chicken, FYI. But what I'm saying is when you're thinking about it, it's like, okay, well, that one piece of chicken, that at least constitutes for two meals, right? So if that's two meals and you're trying to have a variety 
you know, bring in your, you could bring in your fish, you could bring in your turkey, your ground beef, you could bring in uh, bison or lamb or whatever, whatever you want, but at least try and pinpoint two or three different proteins. And the reason is, is because it'll give you the variety. So you don't feel like you're just constantly stuck with chicken. And then you also want to make sure that you season each one of them differently. So that even if you had chicken twice for lunch in a row, at least they were seasoned differently. So then you don't have to really worry about the taste because taste is what repetitive taste is what deflects us from our plan because we get too tired of it, right? Then we also want to make sure that we're picking out our grains. I I recommend actually preparing your proteins first and throwing them in the oven and then starting with your, then going to your grains because your grains are going to be, have to sit for a longer period of time. And what are your grains going to look like? They could be quinoa, they could be amaranth, they could be millet, they could be um, your brown rices, or it could be your pastas. It doesn't really matter. I just would select two for that week. Um, and then usually, depending on when you're consuming them, if you're somebody that needs to cut out your carbohydrate loads at dinner out completely, which I recommend that most people after 35, unless they just got done with a workout, they don't actually need that extra carb, that complex carbohydrate. So really, I would say, hey, Make sure that you're only putting that complex carbohydrate in at like your breakfast or lunchtime periods, okay? Now, you might do something different for lunches when it, or breakfasts. When I am meal prepping, I actually will do like some snacks and some breakfast foods so that I get a little bit variation and then I leave my um, more protein, carb, and vegetables for my lunches and my dinner so that I'm like really incorporating that as well. So... Go ahead and pick your two different grains. Make sure that you make enough so that you have it broken down into how many days that is. If you are cooking for five days, that means you're going to need three of one grain and two days of another grain, and then you kind of incorporate it. Then you go into your veggies, which I highly suggest having at least three different types of veggies, Um, and you can decide whether you want to roast them in the oven or saute them. That is entirely up to you, but the same rule of thumb that's kind of you know, different that you do with your proteins is making sure that you season them differently because that makes a big dif- in, that's a big influential factor in making sure that all of that stuff is tasting great. If you're finding this helpful or insightful and you don't want to forget to make sure that you're subscribed to us, go ahead and do so now. We, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube at Capital Health. You can also find us at CapitalHealth.com. That's K-A-P-I-T-O-L Health.com. Subscribe to our newsletter to get your updates on our blogs and all of our fun things that are coming forward. But more importantly, don't forget to like and subscribe so you get notifications. We are on all the fun platforms to listen to your podcast. So I would just make sure that when you are doing your proteins and your veggies, do not overcook any of your food because then either with the vegetables, if you overcook them, they're going to be soggy and mushy and no one's going to want to reheat and eat that. The second thing is, is if you overcook the proteins, then it's going to be tremendously dry when you try and consume it. And you're just going to, that that's when you have to add the sauce to try and give them some moisture so that you can continue eating. Um, like I said before, snacks are always needed for, you know, 
we forget about our snacks. We forget to include them in the meal prep, and that's a big deal. Now, you can do a snack as simple as cutting up some raw veggies and putting a little bit of hummus or some peanut butter or something to dip them in, or even just even a fruit. But you have to make sure you plan for those things. You pack them up in a container, you put them in the fridge, and you make sure that they're there and ready for you. However, if you're someone that is a quick grab and go and you don't necessarily have the time to do that, I always highly recommend keeping emergency snacks available no matter where you're going. So that means when you're driving in your car and you open your center console, you should have a stash of snacks available to you. If you are at your desk and you open your bottom drawer, there should be some emergency stash of snacks available to you. Now, I won't always make sure to get, you know, multiple kinds. I will always at least have two different snack options. So, you know, they could be a form of a granola bar or it could be nuts or it could be, you know, a protein bar. It could even be putting your protein powder in a small container so that then you can just add it to water and there you go, you have it right at your fingertips. But you want to make sure that you're constantly having those snacks readily available to you so that you can keep your metabolism going. Most people that are doing meal prep, it's not just about budget and it's not just about trying to make sure to, you know, avoid eating out. Most of the reason people are doing meal prep is to try and stay on top of their goals that they're trying to accomplish. A lot of it's making sure that they're building the right muscle or they're losing weight. And in order to do those things, you really have to make sure that your metabolism is awake and aware. And if you need more tips on your metabolism, go back to some of the previous podcasts because I talk about metabolism a lot. We need to make sure that we're having those snacks readily available so that when we are at a point where we have forgotten to eat or we got stuck in a long, unexpected meeting, we at least can go into our drawer at work or we can go into our center counselor in our car and get the snack that we need on the go, okay? Some of those snacks can be the veggies, like I said. You could also do chia seed pudding. You could also, you know, some of the food prepping things that I like to do when I do have a refrigerator to put my food into is I like to do like kind of a dairy-free healthy parfait with some granola and some fresh fruit because it just kind of uplifts you, especially in that 2-3 o'clock snack time zone. But it's all about the forethought, putting your snacks in where they need to be, not let, setting yourself up for being stuck without anything. Um, and no, can I just add... If you run out or if you're on your last little packaged food item that is hidden away, restock it immediately because before you know it, you told yourself you needed to restock it. Next thing you know, you keep forgetting to pick up those items at the store and then a month goes past and then you shut down your metabolism because you've been missing out on your snacks because you left yourself in dire straits. So you need to make sure and not do that and try and stay on point. Okay, is there anything else that I think I remember I might have forgotten to discuss with you guys when it comes to your meal prepping? No, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's I think one of these days I'm going to do a video kind of showing how the whole concept goes down um, because you can make, I mean, like sometimes there are some people that I know that when they're food prepping, they feel like it might take forever and really it shouldn't take you longer than two hours to be able to cook the food. If you think that if a chicken um, thigh 
takes like 35 to 45 minutes, depending on how thick it is to cook, then, you know, if that's sitting in there while you're prepping your grains and getting those started in addition to getting, you know, the veggies cooked up, I don't see why you shouldn't be able to do all of the food preparation within an hour in addition to when that's all said and done, you can actually, um, then you just have to break everything down, cut it up and put it into, you know, you put your containers, spread them out and then you put your proteins in and then you put your veggies in and then you try to give yourself a variety. Variety is key in order for food prepping to work because then that's the way, way you don't get bored. And really, when it comes down to it, it's making sure that you're selecting foods that are of interest to you. If you're sick and tired of chicken, then stop making it. Put something else in there. You have plenty of choice and plenty of options. If you wanted to try a new salad dressing or something like that, you can still add these things in there. It's not about completely minimizing. It's just saying, hey, the focus is portion control and making sure you're getting the adequate food that you need for your intended plan, your intended goal, your intended purpose. So let's make sure that that starts happening. Thanks for joining me today on The Capital Life where we talk about all the things. I know this was a little bit of a shorter episode, but the thing is food prepping is pretty simple and we just have to stay on point and not overthink it. Join me next week, uh, next time on Saturday at 5.30. We are going to talk about milk for a stronger tomorrow. And I don't know what you think that means, but if you're curious to know, I highly suggest that you tune in and join us. So don't forget to like and subscribe and follow so you get your notifications on when the next show show up. You can follow us on YouTube and Facebook at Capital Health. You can also catch us on all of your podcasting forums. I worked really hard making sure that they are out there, and they are out there. So they're on iTunes. They're on iHeart. They're on Spotify. They're on all the things. Pandora's a little weird, so I'm not going to be on Pandora, but that's just because they have a weird waiting list. But Pandora, you need to do better. Just saying. Anyway, you guys take care of yourself because I need you to remember to take care of yourself because you're somebody's everything. See you next time, guys.